0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. you. My soul Thirst this morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here in your presence this beautiful morning. Precious Lord, King of glory. My soul thirsts to magnify the maker of the heavens and the earth. I declare this morning that you are the king of glory. I declare that you are God Almighty. None can compare to you, O God. You are God all by yourself. You are the one who is sufficient for all things. Scripture says, You fill all things. So we give you all the praise, precious Lord. We give you all the glory. Thank you for the things that you do that only you can do. Thank you for blessing us with a brand new day, with brand new blessings, with brand new grace thank you Lord for the privilege to call you father this morning thank you for the privilege to worship you again receive all our praises Lord as we read our Bibles this morning we ask that you will speak to us once again in your word Lord let your words fill our hearts again help us to learn in your presence and let your name be glorified in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy. Eienike. So, we continue our study of the New Testament. Study of the New Testament, we are currently in the book of Galatians. We did Galatians chapter 3 yesterday, and so today we will take on Galatians chapter 4. But a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. I see you um, joining me on Spotify. God bless you on Podcaster. Thank you so much. God bless you. Continue to read your Bible every day. Continue to grow in your relationship with the Word of God, and I pray... That you will continue to mature in Christ in Jesus' name. Alright, so we take Galatians chapter 4, but before we read this morning, a little reminder. Galatians chapter 3, Paul was explaining to us the two different parts available for us to obtain life. It is true grace or true faith that a person has life and then it is through the works of the law that they has life and so we we can choose one um but however he explains to us that the law will never be able to deliver what was promised and so in galatians chapter 4 he would explain it again using another example the purpose of the law has been accomplished yes The minute the child of promise appeared on the scene, the law should have exited. And so when you meet anyone today who is still insisting on operating on the law, you meet someone who will never be able to obtain eternal life. I'm telling you, hallelujah. All right, so let's read Galatians chapter 4 this morning because Paul continues the explanation from verse 1 says think of it this way think of it this way if a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his his young children those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up even though they actually own everything their father had makes sense right yes usually when a father makes his will uh there's usually an age limit attached to it when this child turns 18 often time when the child becomes an adult the father says this and this becomes the right of the child in other words until the child is 18 even though the child has everything the father owns Uh, they will still be in the custody of the guardian, okay, or the one who is protecting, holding it in trust until the child comes of age. And I think that is what the law and grace, okay, that is what they represent to us. The law was holding our rights, holding our inheritance until we came of age. How did we come of age in Christ? So it says, verse 2, they have to obey their guardians until they, they reach whatever age their father said. They have to obey the guardian. The guardian here is the law. says, 3, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. Hmm? We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. It says, verse 4, but when the right time came, the right time came, God sent a son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent Jesus and when Jesus died for us on that cross, we came of age. And so, you cannot, the, our guardian cannot now come and insist that we must still be under him. No, it, it does not work like that. Say so, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Now, I'm sure you would have heard of the Law of Double Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Double Jeopardy is when someone is being tried for the same offense twice or usually in law it is discouraged. In fact, it should not happen. It can actually be a reason why a case is thrown out. In other words, if the price for something if the punishment of some for something has been received and that's why the prosecutors go to a great length, they are very meticulous to present their case, knowing that as soon as the trial is accomplished and a sentence is given, it is usually very, very difficult to come back and punish the accused for the same thing now christ became our accused he was accused on our behalf so when he at just the right time when christ came paid the price for our sins it says here that he bought our freedom the price for our sins was our freedom that was the price he paid the price for our freedom it he actually set us free we were slaves before but now we are free Says so that he could adopt us as his very own children so six is and because we are his children because we are his children god has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts he has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out abba father this is the reason why we are able to worship God I don't know about you but the minute we become born again we accept Jesus into our lives something in our hearts cry out for God something in our hearts knows that when we pray God hears us he says prompting us to call out Abba father it says now you are no longer a slave <laughs> I don't know about you but I am no longer a slave. And I'm telling you this morning, if you are born again, you are no longer a slave. He says you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. If you are born again, He says we are no longer, we are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Hey, <laughs> I am not just a child, I am a heir of the promise God made. Hallelujah! So it says, Before you Gentiles knew God, verse 8, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so called gods that do not even exist. Uh, so now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? Remember, I mentioned about the the Galatian church; they were a Gentile church. Okay, so in asking them to go back to Judaism, to go back to the law, Paul says it's, it's like. You've taken a few steps forward. Now you want to jump backward. It, it does not make sense. See, so now that you know God, or God knows you, why do you want to go back? Go back to become slaves, slave to be to the law, slaves to to following instruction. Paul says to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world. Since you are trying to end favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons of the year, (laughs) we will never be able to obtain favor with God like that always oh, you know um there is this particular if you just go to this particular mountain and if you go and bait there this will happen or if you go to this particular place to go and pray laws that mean nothing observing certain days paul says no that's not how we receive faith since i fear for you 11. perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to live as i do in freedom from these things for i have become like you gentiles free from those laws so that's what christ did for us he freed us from needing to fulfill the dictates of the law observing days observing festivals he freed us from the details of the law Paul says you did not mistreat me when i first preached to you surely you remember that i was sick when i first brought you the good news but even though my condition tempted you to reject me you did not despise me or turn me away no you took me in and cared for me as though i were an angel from god or even christ himself where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then I am sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. See, have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? okay, so Paul was trying to reach these believers you know um that the Jews were setting upon, and they were trying to tell them that Paul was the one lying to them that if they could obey. And I'm telling you, you know, it makes sense, right, for a lot of people, if they can obey physical rules, obey... What is faith? What do you mean? As in, I just say, in my heart, I believe in Jesus, you're telling me I'm already saved. <laughs> what? But, no, I want to be able to go to where they kill the animals, and I will see the blood flowing, and I will know that that blood is what atones for me, and things like that. It makes sense, okay? but paul says no did i become your enemy because i am telling you the truth he says those false teachers are so eager to win your favor but their intentions are not good their intentions are not good they are trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them if someone is eager to do good things for you that's all right but let them do it all the time not just when i'm when i'm with you says oh my dear children i feel as if i'm going through labor pains for you again and they will continue until christ is fully developed in your lives so i learned something here paul felt says that it felt like he was going through labor pains for these believers, until Christ was forming them. In other words, he would have been spending time in prayer, interceding for them, praying for them. You can see that he is sharing the word of God with them. He said it felt like as if he was going through labor pains. And I think we ought to learn, for those of us who call ourselves matured Christians, we ought to learn that in raising younger christians passes and they will continue until christ is fully developed in your lives he says i wish i were with you right now so that i could change my tone but at this distance i don't know how else to help you now final deliberation paul is going to share another example to explain this thing better between the law and grace of faith says tell me you will want to live under the law do you know what the law actually says remember what i said yesterday right in my write-up i said to fulfill the law you had to obey every single every single detail. know most times when people are talking about the law they think i'm talking you are talking about just the 10 commandments no there are over 600 and something laws okay that are written that are written in the book of the law and so you have to keep every single one of them to be in compliance you broke one you have broken the law so paul says tell me you who want to live under the law do you know what the law actually says for the majority they don't the scripture says that abraham had two sons we know right ishmael and and isaac abraham had two two sons one from his slave wife and one from and one from his free-born wife The son, the son of the slave wife, was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. You remember how Sarah offered a guy to Abraham. Okay, just so maybe God is helpless and the promise might not come to pass. It was a human effort, human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. That is the law. See, but the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. When the angel told Sarah that you loved, Sarah said, No. She said, Look, I did, according to the time of life, when I come back next time, you would have a son. You'll be holding a son in your hand. That was God's promise. He didn't need anybody to bring it to pass. In the other case, it was Sarah's nudging, human effort that brought that to pass. And that is what the law is. Human effort trying to obtain righteousness by human by the works of you of, uh, of our flesh or by our own effort. That is much, much different from faith. He says these two women serves as as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Agai, Aga represent Mount Sinai, where where people receive the law that enslaves them. Mm? And now, Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai. It's just like Mount Sinai in Arabia, because she and her children live in slavery to the law. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman, and she is our mother. I don't know about you. Yes sarah is my mother she is our mother as isaiah said rejoice oh childless woman because when god made the promise to her she was childless rejoice oh childless woman you who who have never given birth break into joyful shouts break into into joyful shouts and i'm and i can imagine that sarah would have broken into joyful shouts when a baby would eventually come he says, break into joyful shouts. You will have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. Hallelujah. He says, than you, than, than, the... that is Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1. He says, and you dear brothers and sisters are children of, of the promise. we are children of the promise just like Isaac said but you are you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law just as Ishmael the child born by human effort persecuted Isaac the child born born by the power of the Spirit just like because so the difference here is that to say the truth grace of faith came before the law you know ishmael came before isaac right <laughs> grace and faith starting with abraham came before the law the law who came that comes 430 years through moses cannot annul the faith that had been long before but paul is telling the people that look just like then that ishmael persecuted isaac remember he was taunting isaac and sarah had to tell look abraham look a guy and and her son they have to leave why because my child is the child of promise i'm telling you this morning that you and i who have accepted jesus as our lord and savior we are the children of promise he says the child born by the power of the Spirit. Verse 30. But what do the scripture says about that? Get rid of the slave and her son. For the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. Yes. She will not, he will not share the inheritance. Genesis chapter 21 verse, 20, verse 10. Abraham had to send guy and Ishmael away. See, so dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, we are children of the free woman. I don't know about you, I am a child of promise. I am a heir, not just a child, I am a heir of the promise. I am not bound by the law, I am not a child of bondage, I am a child of faith because I am what was promised. In Christ Jesus when he gave his life on that cross he was guaranteed that today I will be standing and I will be praising him hallelujah and I'm telling you I'm talking about you also this morning so big lessons for us as we go hmm? there is the law and there is faith you choose one it is perfectly clear yes the child of the law or human efforts was the older one for majority of us. That is what happens. The first thing we learn is working with the law before we then become born again. And then we have to now learn to walk by faith. But even then, the Bible says that the child of the law cannot share the inheritance with the free woman's son, with the child of promise. So, this morning I am calling you to choose to walk by faith, to choose the promise that God gave us in Christ Jesus, not by the works of the law. You will never be right with God, made right with God by obeying the law, by keeping one's first day's festival, or by going to one mountain somewhere. That's not how we obtain righteousness it is in Christ the child of promise that we become righteous so will you pray with me this morning Lord I say thank you for giving me Jesus I choose Jesus today yes I choose Jesus over the dictates of the law over trying to obtain righteousness by my good deeds I choose what Jesus did for me on that cross Father, I say thank you. Father, I say thank you. Jesus, I choose you this morning. Take me into a deeper walk with you. Help me to love you every single day of my life. Father, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day